Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm going to get drunk. Where them beers, where them beers. All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, that's going to make me throw up. What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a Caprice? Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. Cheers, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends. I'm your host, Bear Wolf. Alongside my other host, Sheila Kapadia. Sheila, how are you? You doing this for the whole pod or beginning, or what's your move? I reckon it's not going to last the whole way, but okay. we'll see how long we can keep it up. Lots of good things going on with the Eagles, eh? Doug Peterson says we can't criticize him because we've never coached, never been in his shoes. But then again, who is he to criticize us if he's never been in the press box? Derek Barnett got Darren Sproles, as far as I, uh, as I could tell. Out for the season, according to uh, Adam Shifter. Probably a likely trustworthy source. I'd reckon he's out for the year. Lots of good stuff going on. Eagles 3-4. and four. Is the season over? Should they sell? Well, yeah, this is a bit of a emergency pod. I mean, we were going to pod today, but then, you know, the Barnett thing happened, and we sort of rushed up here. I don't think I've ever been less prepared for a pod, which is really saying something yeah. uh, for me, given my normal practice. But yeah, there is We've a, got little structure in this one. Yeah, there is a lot to get to. We've got the Derek Barnett injury, for those who are hearing it for the first time. It, um, you know, you probably aren't, but uh, shoulder... <laughs> that, that would be... Well, not everyone just lives on Twitter every day, all right? So maybe people, they get their information from us. Do you ever think of that? You, no, you, no uh, I, I've never I considered that in term, life, But I don't know right? if it's like offensive or not, so I'll hold off. <laughs> I'll ask you, and I'll yeah, use this could be this could be a dangerous week. <laughs> so uh, you've got Barnett out for the year, like you said. You've got a testy Doug P. We'll talk about his messaging. I don't know if it's on. I don't point know if you need to be talking about his testes. Or but. <laughs> on point or off point. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some numbers from my upon further review. Uh, Colm, I really like love digging into those numbers every Monday. That sport radar is you tremendous. Love it. Uh, you find out stuff about the team that I, I think uh. you know it changes what I thought from after the game until uh, 24 hours. Uh, those numbers about uh, 11 personnel they were cracking. Yeah, those were interesting. So get to all that. You know this this is London week. We've got this pod. We've got the WIP pod on Wednesday. Then we uh, fly over the pond on Thursday. Is that what they say? Cross the pond because uh, because. Uh, I'm the host who loves the listeners, and you're the one who tells them to go to hell. I'm going to let you break the news to the people who wanted to be in the meetup. Well, listen, we didn't get 15 people, so <laughs> that was the number. We didn't get 15. You've come up small with your reviews. You've come up small with your subscriptions. Small with your wood, uh, Wendell. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> And uh, no, you know, there were some people who responded, but it's just tough to, as always, poor planning on our part. We should have decided weeks ago if we were going to do it. 100%. We didn't do it. But you know, what we'll do is um, if we're out and about and you see us, I will buy you a pint or a coffee or, or a soda. If you if you are not interested in a pint, that is a promise. If Maybe you see fries. me out on the streets some of chips. London, if we're, you know, at a place together, we can tweet it out. And if anybody's close by and wants to come by and say hello... And join us. Uh, we would love to see you as Come well. Come by and say hello, Governor. Okay, I have like I've understood like one word you've said so far during this podcast. So, all right, what all should right. we start with? Let's start with Derek Barnett. Okay. All the Eagles is the defense screwed. Is the defense uh, how screwed are they? Okay. Well. You know, I know the overall numbers compared to last year, I feel like that's going around a bit and they may not be that different. I mean, I just feel like they can win one way and that is with the front four dominating. And you lost a guy, he wasn't playing lights out. You know, I think he was playing fine. He had some good games. He had some okay games. I don't think he was dominating, but it's just another body. And I mean, they've shown week after week that if the pass rush isn't just completely dominating the game, uh, they're not good enough in coverage to hold up against 
decent teams. I mean, they're not good enough to hold up against some bad teams, let alone decent teams, let alone very good teams when you have teams like the Rams and the Saints still on the schedule. So uh, I think it is a blow. You know, I think the big a big theme of this year is that the old players have kind of played old or looked old or been injured. And, uh, you know, a couple of those are on the defensive line. Chris Long hasn't been as good as he was last year. I think Michael Bennett's been pretty good, but is he going to be this good in December? He's going to get his wish now. Of well, playing, yeah, of I reckon I reckon it's bad news for the Eagles. Bad okay. news for the defense. Obviously. Bad news for the secondary. Yeah. Bad news for Eagles fans. Good news for Michael Bennett. And maybe good news for Jim Schwartz. A little nice built-in excuse for him. Oh, there you go. After having yeah, coached right. one good game this season. Bad news for me. Been working well, I bet, on, yes, bad been news working for on you. Derek uh, I think I've passed the Kabaddi curse over to you. I write a Fletcher Cox piece. Stays healthy the whole game. You start writing a Derek well, Barnett piece, and he's out of here. I believe uh, the curses work differently. Okay. The Wolf Curse goes into effect if I haven't written the story yet. Once ah. the story is published, it uh, its effect is nullified. That makes sense. Whereas yours is just once it's published, watch out. Yeah. Know, you're right, Fletcher Cox still walking around. He's got got his limbs on him. For now, he did have an ominous. Uh, maybe that's what his ominous tweet was mm. about yesterday. Oh, you're right. Maybe he found out his buddy. He had like what was it? The blushy faces. Three blushy mm, faces? Yeah. Maybe he found out his buddy's out for the year. So let's talk about the underlying thing here, which is, you know, we've, we've touched on it. Do say underoos? Do they do yeah, that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? Okay. I'm not actually British as much as I may be fooling you. Okay. Derek Barnett plays two games after a shoulder injury, then suffers, uh, I guess, a reoccurrence of the injury and has to have surgery. Jay Ajayi plays through an entire game with a torn ACL. Carson Wentz, face of the franchise, allowed to participate in 11-on-11s. They say there's no setback, but they take him out of 11-on-11s, and he ends up sitting down the first two games of the season. Lots of other guys go in the way of Spinal Tap drummers. What do you make of the state of the Eagles' medical staff? Is it right? Is it fair to question their efficacy. I mean, I'm like so stupid, especially with medical you stuff. You think you're stupid. How do you think I sound right now? You know, it would be very dumb for me to question these people with uh, with, with medical degrees and uh, much more smarts than I, I have. But I think I think on a macro level, it's fair to say they changed, they completely changed their staffs over the off season, and those are now three sort of at the very late least fishy questionable things curious it's rather curious Curious. so i think we have to ask questions i'm not going to label anybody with anything or say you know what are they doing i think it's it's fair and we will ask those questions about we've had you know these three examples that you just threw out there that seem a little odd i maintain that the 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 handling of wentz remains rather curious that's probably the weirdest of the three i mean that's the face of the franchise and it felt like they didn't have a great plan for him Throw him out there 11 on 11s, then he's out for a while, then he says he can play, they say he can't. Seems to be some disagreement. He comes back, he looks like he's been fine for a while. All that stuff, so that's one. I mean, yeah, the Ajayi thing, I mean, that was weird. We probably should have made more of it. It was weird. However, I, f- I think that's the least weird. I mean, you, you hear from guys that you can sort of run around with an ACL. You do, but you don't, uh, you don't often hear that they're examined by professionals right. on the sideline. Who weren't able to diagnose the ACL That's as far true. as I know. You know, Joe Banner in a QA for what it's worth, I remember him saying like ninety-five percent of the time a guy tears his ACL, they know on the sideline within, you know, right. minutes. And then right. they don't want it out there, but they know like the calls going up to the GM and the owner and uh they're bracing for the situation. Now, again, there's another five percent and maybe his number's not accurate, but you know, again, still something that uh could be questioned for sure. And um, and yeah, now you have this. Two weeks ago, the guy injures his shoulder. He misses two games, one game. Two, uh, misses one game, plays two games. Misses one game, plays two games, and now he's out for the year with the shoulder injury. And this is you've brought up this point many times. This is one of your most important guys on defense. This is like your only legit, you know, young edge rusher on the entire roster. You spent a first round pick. Uh, uh, you calling Josh Sweat not legit, then? Huh? You're not calling Josh Sweat legit? No. No legit, so quit? No. And so, um, 
that's a bit a little bit curious as well. Rather Ask curious. Doug P about that on Wednesday. I don't know. Have you have you ever diagnosed someone's injuries before? Oh, you, you should bring that up. You, sh- you should preface your question with that. Be like, Doug, I know you're not a doctor. You've never <laughs> sat in the surgery. This is where I should really bring out my doctor shtick. Yeah, show up in some right. scrubs or the white coat tomorrow? Yeah, well, Doug, and then just go right onto the plane with room it. Like I have. <laughs> you've never been on call at Jefferson like I have, making the rounds, talking to the patients. However, you think something's For 18 weird hour shifts at a time, 24 hour shifts. Huh? For 24 hour shifts at a time. Yeah, right. Screw your 18 hour film yeah. watching sessions. Nonsense. And do you notice. No how, one's dying if you don't watch that film, dog. Do, do you notice how Schwartz said today he got, he got home right at the end of that game last night? Yeah. Needed to brag that he wasn't getting home yeah, early, right? That's right. Yeah. Football guy. Football, he said Doug Marone's a big football guy. He's a football guy. guy. Yeah. I reckon uh, our, our new intro, since this one sort of passed its usefulness. I think it mean we need to make it a, a football guy, Evie. Okay. Doug not Marone sure. is a, a big football guy. Like, I heard a clip of him, not after this last loss, but the loss before that, where he said, it was talking about, like, what they need to do to regroup, and he said, like, we need to eat some S right now. <laughs> like, what? The, what is that? I've never heard anybody, like, use it's that term football, that It's a meal. It's a football guy. It's a football that guy meal. His, I mean, eat humble pie? Like, I think that's kind of mm. what he meant. But instead, he just what, said he eats a mess. I'll tell you my opinion of Doug Marone. Okay. You are what you eat, eh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, some Derek Barnett stats for you. Two and a half sacks on the year. That's third on the team. Uh, no forced fumbles. Pressures. This is a subjective stat. He's got 10, which ranks fifth on the team. QB hits. He's got 10, which is pretty good. That ranks third on the team. And he has played uh, 233 snaps. They have this QB hit percentage, Sport Radar does. And Derek Barnett is at 6.1, which is uh, which is third on the team. So he's kind of getting to the, you know, whatever that's worth. I don't know if that's legit or not. I would say he's been solid, not, not spectacular. I agree. However... You could also make a case he's been the best of the four defensive ends. Well, who are the four defensive ends? Him, Brandon Graham, okay. Chris Long, and Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. No, I don't think you can make that case. Bennett, I think, has definitely been better than him. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Okay. However, Bennett's playing on those third down snaps when that's all he's got to do. Derek Bonnet's had the sort of the reverse of his role last year. Well, playing ben- a little bit more first down. No, you disagree? Okay, no, that's, yeah, well, I don't know. I would need a deeper statistical breakdown for that. I mean, Bennett's played more snaps overall, but Barnett missed a game, so that's yeah. tough to Bennett's your boy. really say. It does have a bit of a, a domino effect, though, I would say that, right? Especially with their lack of depth at defensive tackle. Yeah, which, I mean, Jim Schwartz was just like... <laughs> Throwing him under the bus. like, look at these defensive tackles. It's like, you think I'm going to take Fletcher Cox off the field <laughs> yeah. when I've got Trayvon Esther and Bruce Hector in there? Yeah. Are you out of your crooked mind? Yeah, that, that's a direct quote right there. So um, there's a domino effect. So Bennett has has been playing all over the line. He's played defensive end, defensive tackle. I think they're in their perfect scenario coming into the season. They wanted Bennett and Cox inside on passing downs, and now you probably have to play Bennett outside. You know, caught maybe Bennett outside uh, at defensive end more on third down. You have like nobody to play inside next to Cox. You know, maybe. Brandon Graham has been doing some of that. It's just sort of like, basically, you have Graham, Bennett, and Cox, and I guess Long. And how are you going to deploy those guys? How are you going to monitor their snaps? Um, you know, do you need to rotate them? All that stuff. So it does lead to some questions. Well, I reckon, you know, one game before the bye, they'll all be sort of all systems go in this game. And then what does that of, mean? I think they'll play every every snaps. Okay. In this game with with the bye upcoming. Then after that, and you sort of reevaluate for a pass rusher. Well, listen. Add it to the list. Add it, add it to, the to the list. Higher to the list. But I mean, it was giving up a pass rusher. This is true. This is true. It would have to be a terrible. Uh, have to be a bad old player. The Raiders already did that. With that's, Matt. that's right. Um, you know what's interesting about it though is Chandler that, Jones. Hmm, that's interesting. 
Just, just a name I know. I think he, he's getting paid a lot of money, I believe. Yeah, so is Patrick Peterson. True. Uh, well, all right. Who Would you rather have a, a stud pass rusher or a stud corner? I would rather have a, a stud DN right now, I think. Yeah, so would I. But I'd also rather not give up any significant draft capital when you've got a mediocre team. Well, that's true, too. I will say this about defensive end and why it's kind of interesting if there are guys available is because, like, you need to address this position in the offseason. And there's not really easy ways to do that. You're paying somebody a lot of money who might not be great. Uh, If you're drafting somebody, he's probably not going to contribute right away. Or you're trading for somebody. So if that third option was one, you you know, I'm sure they've had these discussions. What are their options in February to obtain more pass rush? If there are guys out there who are on your list then, maybe you pick up the phone now and say, listen, just just, uh, we'll take him for half the season. We'll throw in this and uh, let's do a deal. Unlikely, you're right. I don't know. This, this does feel as Joe Joe Banner had this tweet, and there's already been. It feels like it's going to be like a fun trade mm. deadline. And I don't I don't sense how he's a man who's wanting to sit out a fun trade deadline. Yeah, I think that's probably right. <laughs> knowing his per- right. knowing his personality. Yeah. Of course, the Cowboys parting with a first round pick in order to get Amari Cooper. Yeah, who's been less than effective the last couple of years. Change of scenery, though, they hope. Report that the Eagles offered up a second for Amari Cooper. Yeah. Unsubstantiated, but reported nonetheless. What do you make of that uh, transaction? And uh, do you believe the Eagles are should have done that deal? Mm. Juicy. Uh, that does not surprise me. I don't know if it's true or not. It wouldn't surprise me if it were true. It we feels- talked in the lead-up that, that we liked that... Uh, Addition potentially better than uh, a running back. Yeah. Um, However, as you've laid out in the upon further review, Tug Peterson clearly wants to run the ball, doesn't believe he can run the ball. Yeah, it's their formula. You know, they love talking about this. We have a lead here. So we uh, we're play. a team that's built to play from ahead. It, then again, we've blown yeah, two 14 so. point uh, like second half leads. So maybe we're a team that's just built to be mediocre. <laughs> Do you have a different name for today or no? I forget. How do you feel about being called Robert? I was going to ask you that. Do you like hate it? Does it grind your gears? No, it's just I like, uh, if you call me Robert, I, there's a good chance I won't respond. It okay. won't even, it won't even uh, right. hit, me, hit my synapses. So if going forward, if I call you Robert, you're all right with that? No, I'm not all right. Oh, you're not? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's, it doesn't that's, grind that's... my gears, but okay. I, I, don't, uh, I don't endorse it. Okay, well. All right, so I will definitely be doing that. <laughs> What were we talking only when about? You're, only when you're disappointed in me, okay. which is probably every time. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds even more serious than that accent. Uh, yeah, you know, you can. I don't want to go over all the numbers here because it will make for an even more boring. Po- Actually, this is an entertaining. Well, what are you talking about? Yeah. The accent. All, uh, all we need to say. The general point is: last year, when they had played with a lead in the second half and the fourth quarter, they ran the ball a lot and they ran the ball effectively. And this year. You know, Doug Peterson said he trusts his running back, he trusts the run game. The numbers in that ex- precise situation, you know, have a lead, second half, fourth quarter, they're running the ball far less frequently, which tells you that no, you don't trust the running game because you would be doing that. You know, I don't think there's, I don't think Doug really has the Andy gene where it's like, uh, you know, I want to throw it. I do wonder if there was a little, you know, the right Filippo stuff has been brought up so much. I wonder if that was a case where Frankie said, yo, Doug. Let's uh, let's pound Jim the ball Schwartz, a little bit here. Jim Schwartz even threw in a little uh, nod yeah, to Frank, Frank Reich today. Yeah, he threw a little nod. Did to you notice him. that? I did. Of course I did. What do you mean? Did I notice that? Like a so like, Frank like Reich used to call. Butterflies in my head every time I hear the name. That's right. Um, so I do wonder if someone could give him a little bit of a nudge in those situations. To hey, you know, I think it was their last fourteen plays they ran the ball once, I believe. If you don't count that Aguilar, you know, little flip thing. Right. Um, so I guess that was two. And again, there were some RPOs mixed in there. But uh, I don't think they try. And the run game has not. I mean, you look at the numbers, they've been bad. Out of 11 personnel, they have I the think worst. that's the crazy yeah. one. Because the, you know, the fourth quarter, end of game, those sample sizes are rather small. So it's it's tough to say exactly how much it matters. However... The 11 personnel, you know, last year heading into the Super Bowl, that's one of the things we talked about. 
that they were the best team in the league at running at 11 personnel. Spread it to run it. Patriots defense was bad at it. Yeah. This year, according to Mr. Capaglia, the Eagles are the worst team in the league in running. From first to last in rushing efficiency. Well, yards per carry. Yards per carry. An imperfect step. An imperfect step. But, you know, first to last, I think, is rather significant. Yeah. What do you make of it? I don't know. That that sounds like a nice sort of uh, bi-week... Deep dive. Maybe that'd be a nice Ryan Sasaki one, oh, I feel like. Oh, a signing work from your ivory tower. Yeah. Well, a classic, you use my stat to a my classic crow, so Kapani I can sign move. work. That's true. <laughs> classic Kapani. Now everyone's going to be right. Oh, about you know what it. would be a great story for you to write? Oh, it would be this. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I don't want to write All it. All right. I think I want to do more work. I think everyone knows yeah. that's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> that's the last thing I'm about. Ah, uh, you cheeky bugger. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, where we were talking about something that larger within the context of the of the 11 personnel. Where were we? I lost my train of thought as I've shifted sort of accents here. I think was it was it the trade market and should they trade for a running? Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I have no idea. Okay. Well, this lack of structure is serving us well, I think. Where would you rank the five positions that the Eagles could use if you were talking about in the trade market? In terms of what I think is most likely? How about what, what, do, what you would do and what is what is most likely? You know, I can uh, I struggle with the... Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards the... If they're going to actually make a run, the offense just is going to have to put the I just, I back. don't... You don't think yeah, they have it? it I don't think that it's a prudent thing to give up of course not serious capital for a team that hasn't proven that it deserves a shot to make it i mean we are talking about we make fun of them for saying that a couple plays here or there they'd be they'd be five and two versus uh three and four or even uh, one in five however you know if 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 Carson Wentz checks the ball down to Wendell Smallwood and they win that game, do we think? Are we thinking all of a sudden this team is primed to make a run? They still would have blown a seventeen-point lead. It's not like they would have been coming out of House of Fire. It would have been much to. Yeah, I, I do think it would. You're right. Wow, I almost just had a <laughs> big burp there on the uh, on the podcast. That would have been embarrassing. But that's like I don't nowhere know. near as embarrassing as the performance I've done here for the last twenty minutes. Uh, that's how it works though like a play here a play there and you win a game and you lose it you know like this is the sort of football outsiders thing where these one possession games like right. no one's really good at winning them or losing them like one year you win a bunch the next year you don't win as many and that's kind of how it goes and what are you doing in the other games when you should be crushing opponents I mean you know Doug talking about the pressures off like every loss they've had they've been favored in <laughs> right do they? Mm. I mean they've been favored in every game this year and they're three and mm. four I mean, that's... Uh, what is the line this week? Uh, were I you, were you right? I don't know. I actually have not looked yet. So I think internally, teams have a very difficult time with that other aspect of it, of maybe we're not that great this year, and like nothing about that's, Lurie... It's not Doug's job. It's Howie's job. I don't... Th- I don't... I mean, you're right. But, you know, in terms of like uh, the owner... Like, I don't see him saying, all right, let, you know, I would find it very hard for him to think that way, given who he knows his quarterback is, his coaches, what the team did last year, and even Howie. I think that would be very tough. And I don't even know that they should do that. They should do that. I mean, maybe it is a little bit about staying in the mix, and then maybe you can, like, I don't think that conversation with this specific team is crazy to say we can stay in the mix and we can go on a run. Is that looking likely right now? No, but... You have a quarterback who's overall, last fourth quarter notwithstanding, throwing the ball better than he ever has and has that, like that ceiling is there for them, Mm. I feel like. You saw it in the first three quarters of that game. You've seen little, I mean, segments of it throughout, but it is, you know, you're not even at the halfway point. So I could see yourself talk, you know, talking yourself into making a move. Now, I still think the the big thing with making a move, and I, I sort of agree with you that these draft picks are like very important to keep, 
But if you are going to make a move, I think it's got to be this is a position we need to fill in the offseason anyway, and this wide receiver, D-end, whatever, can be with us for two or three years, and the salary makes sense, and we believe in the talent, and that's the time where if you are going to be aggressive, it like has to be that perfect storm, uh, perfect scenario, and also where you feel like a team's just not like fleecing you. And no old guys. No old guys. Although, the, other, the flip side to that is, no old, you know, I'm willing to give up a... Uh, a seventh round pick or uh, or something for you know a, a plug and play older guy right with or you know a salary dump type deal but that's why we that's you know that's why we liked Amari Cooper because he's only 24 24 right so you're right if if it's a guy you can see uh you know growing with the offense or the defense over the course of the next few years maybe take a shot but at the same time We've talked a million times about uh, the cap implications of Carson Wentz's mega extension coming down the line. Yeah. Those first and second round picks, you need to hit on those and you need to have young, cost-controlled, big-time players. And also when you look, you know, with Jim Schwartz complaining about the (laughs) defensive tackles today and sort of just this overall conversation that maybe the roster isn't that talented. Uh, I'm looking right now, you know, so they had to give up stuff, obviously, to get Wentz. And then you look at their draft last year, and you would hope that some of those guys would be key players. Barnett's out for the year. Jones has been pretty good but injured. Rasul Douglas isn't playing. Matt Collins hasn't played. Your boy Donald Pumphrey's on the practice squad again. He's back. Shelton Gibson. Can you believe they made him do an interview under the lights in the locker room? Yeah, he he can't field questions under the lights. he did a pretty good job. Maybe he's a changed man. Uh, Shelton Gibson places two snaps a game, and they mm-hmm. talk him up. When they're dying, I mean dying for anybody to stretch the field, this guy cannot play more than three snaps a game. It's really unbelievable. Nate Gary is injured, and Elijah Qualls is off the roster. That's your draft class from last year. It's like hard to build a overall well That's not even that bad of a draft class. No, I don't think it's a bad draft. But right now, in terms yeah. of helping you win from now till the end of the year, it is like or has helped you so far this year, it's not a group that uh, is going to contribute much. You know, Sidney Jones, that's it when he gets healthy. Mm. That's the only guy who's going to contribute from now till the end of the year. Unless, unless they trade Ronald Darby. Then you've got Rasul Douglas on the outside. Boy, talk about selling low. <laughs> like, can you imagine a personnel guy turning on the film of him? Couldn't be worse degree. than Eli Apple, could it? Double move. To dev- can't, can't, it can't be worse than Eli Apple. Mm, I don't know. Probably not. What'd they give up for Eli Apple? Fourth and a seventh. A fourth and a seventh for a guy who's on a rookie contract, right? Mm. Who's in his second year in the NFL, not making a lot of money versus a guy who's, who's also gonna, on his rookie contract, but is all, but he's going to play seven afraid. more games yeah. for you. So He's fast, though. Yeah. <laughs> How about those stats about outside receivers? Oh, my God. Shambolic. (laughs) Calling me names? No. Okay. The outside Uh, bonus. Yeah, check that out on the Athletic Philadelphia. I mean, outside. It's not. It's players who line up on the outside against the Eagles so far this year. They're like, you know, the Eagles are 26th or to 32nd in basically every statistical category. And it's a lot. I mean, it's the corners aren't playing well. It's, I mean, again, we'll see it in the all 22 breakdown this week. Like the underneath defenders, like don't know. It's like basic coverages. They don't know how to get their width and their depth to take away their, those shorter throws. And, uh, you know, certainly coaching is playing a role in here. However, you know, you have heard uh, some people tell Jim Schwartz not to play uh, the prevent defense in the fourth quarter, as you have explained and as, uh, you know, the guys on Eagle Eye in the Sky have explained, that was not the case. They were not just, you know, sitting in no. a cover two show. They were trying to play no, yeah. normal defense and simply could not. The issue is that they're a disaster when <laughs> the, they're playing man coverage, yes. really. I mean, they're, mo- they're mostly a zone team, and they play man coverage, and Darby's getting beat, and Jalen Mills is getting pushed over by Torrey Smith. <laughs> And Jordan Hicks is, I mean, that situation, all right, a pick play is coming, no awareness. What, and, you know, Ryan Sasaki wrote this piece last week, have the linebackers made a single play the entire season? Is Nigel Bradham on the team still? 
Did he get traded? <laughs> like I love Nigel Bradham. So do I. But, but where guy? has where he been? Is this guy. I mean, he's like I was my thinking, friend Nigel. Like you watch an entire game and you're like, oh, it was it was fifty three in there. Like there might be one play. I mean, and and Jordan Jordan Hicks, I think had a good game week one. He's been okay. He's been fine. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think he's, he's not a playmaker anymore. No, yeah. Well, as you've pointed out there, and as Jim Schwartz pointed out today, takeaways they're near the bottom of the league. Yeah. So if you're, you know, they're just not like this sort of stout shut you down defense. So it's got to come. But from how somewhere. many? You know, there aren't, there aren't many that many stout right. shut you down defenses. And in so the if NFL. you're not getting the turnovers and you're not showing up on fourth down, like those things just make you look even more, make you look very bad, and that's what's happening. Hmm. The corner situation is so interesting. I mean, I'm glad we had that day in training camp where we said, all right, are we overrating the cornerback play because yeah, they're going up against Kamar Aiken? You deserve credit for that because now I look at this roster. Like, I who think do it's I want a, playing corner for this team next year? It's a very good reminder to never pay attention to what's happening during training should camp. Should we just not cover training camp next year? I think we should either go one way or the other. We should make We should treat it even more seriously than we did. But sort of ingest, or uh, maybe do sort of a Costanza where everything we see is the opposite of what we mm, think. I like that. All right, I'm not doing practice observations mm. next summer. Less work for me. Win. Mm. Less less work for you. Less Bowen for me. Less what for you? Bowen. Oh, okay. I don't know. Felt like a right, a good thing to say. All right, what else we got? I don't know. This episode is uh, careening off the well, rails. Well, what did we open with? So we we, we had Barnett. Well, there How is. How about Doug Pig? Let's get to the Let's Doug talk Pig. a little bit about let's this talk. nonsense. Were, I've never seen you so fired up. You wanted to do an emergency pod. I'm like, no, I'm going home. I thought that deserved <laughs> an emergency pod. Again, asking me to do more work than I'm expecting going into That's a week. That's true. Let me read. This quote you to were you. really, I mean, at, I the, thought that at Doug, the end of that, your face was, <laughs> you were like ready to go at somebody. Well, what's interesting is that we would never have gotten that answer if only you had been stronger in your question face-offs. Well, God forbid we find out what the head coach thought about the two most important uh, plays. You went, I think, 0 for 6. Whatever. Screw all of you. <laughs> Bunch of losers. Well, I wasn't trying to beat you. I, I, I let you. When when I hear you're getting shot down, I, I I back off. I do the same for you. So this is the last are you question. Tea over there? Are you going? Are you mm, full? It's a latte. Okay. It's weak. Yeah, I didn't go full method. I even brushed my teeth this morning. Do 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 they um, in, in London? Do, will they give me like an authentic uh, India masala cha? Can I get that anywhere? I would I would hope so. Well, I'll see. I'll be the You'll judge be the of judge of that. Yeah. We took our freedom from him. I don't know if we let him <laughs> use the masala cha. Love that. Uh, last question from uh, Tim McManus, friend of the pod. By the way, my yeah, our friend, and uh, I meant to say this to him. Tim McManus is back, baby. <laughs> he, thri- he, th- he thrives in these situations yeah you're right he wants answers for the people you're right and it had, it had been a little bit too rosy around here yeah and so uh yeah i meant to say that to him you're right conference. you're right <laughs> so you're back baby uh so there had you know everybody was asking doug about uh, the lack of running game in the fourth quarter and doug had sort of uh protested to that and so tim asks why is it crazy to ask if you should run the ball more or if the defense should blitz more. And Doug Peterson says, Now you're getting into game plan stuff. You're getting into scheme. You guys aren't in there watching the tape like we are for 18 hours a day and putting game plans together. It's easy to sit in a press box and say, They should run the ball. Come down and stand on the sideline with me and make decisions. I should run it here. I should pass it here. Let's throw a screen here. Let's get the quarterback out of the pocket right here. No, there's 15 seconds left on the clock. Until you're down there with me on the sideline making in-game decisions, then I guess you can ask all you want. Oh my God. The height of preposterousness. I, I'm, I'm like so wishing that there's somebody outside this door going, what the hell is going on in that room? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he had been doing okay. He had been I thought he'd had a good press conference until then. He had been okay. And uh, now the reason Tim asked why is that crazy is because Doug previously had said, like, you know, look at what we're talking about. This is crazy, right? Like, mm. he, he had said something to that effect, like, you guys are asking me this, this, like, that's crazy. Let's or, see if I can find that. It was something like that. And so Tim was like, well, why? He said, yes, this was uh, two questions earlier. The question from Jeff McLean, do you think there were enough blitzes in the last two drives from the defense? There weren't any called. Now, you could argue that this is a crazy question to Doug because he doesn't know or care about the he defense. He didn't know how many blitzes there right. were. Right, <laughs> he has no idea how many blitzes there were by the defense. But his response was, is it going to change the outcome of the game? I don't know. You can blame, you can blitz all you want, but you've still got to cover. We're sitting here again. I mean, you're asking me, should I run the ball more? Should we blitz more? What do you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. And so, of course, Tim rightly followed up, why is that crazy? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this line of thinking that only uh, only you, uh, we, we peons cannot possibly understand yeah. that... Uh, you know, punting the ball away on fourth and two is a bad decision. Like it's, it's, uh, you know, it's this cloak and dagger. You don't understand this, this really complicated stuff that we do. It's ridiculous. Have you seen the people who hold these positions? They are not our best and brightest. Well, yeah, football coaches have somehow managed to like convince America that they have the most important jobs in the world. Now, Doug, I, what I actually like about Doug is that he he rarely does this. That's exactly right. He, he is, is not usually like this. He, he actually is, I would agree, an exception. And really, it I mean, was this was a uh, he his button got pushed. I mean, he he got he like reached his limit, I guess. You know, after a loss, yeah. and he's getting questioned, and so I'm not. You know, it doesn't like really offend me. It's you know, oh, it offends me. Yeah, oh, but I could tell, man. You were ready to to go. I mean, and really, just I feel like he has betrayed me with this answer. Well, the thing is, part of the job is, yeah, it's true. We don't know everything about it, and so your job is when we ask a question, explain it to us. Like that's what the best. Uh, Imagine the if you were valuable. if you you could never criticize something that you had not done yourself. Oh, we wouldn't have. Jobs. Have you ever seen a bad movie in your life? Right. Doesn't matter. You've never made a movie. Oh, you should, where was this yesterday? That would have been great. Well, that was the last question. There was okay. no follow up. Right. That's right. why I wanted to do an emergency pod. Mm, okay. Well, no, that's mm. true. Have you ever, you know, have you ever eaten a bad piece of food? Right. Mm. Well, well, have you ever cooked in a restaurant? Mm, sorry. Okay. So next. Difficult. Uh, this this really is going to come back to bite him, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a fireable <laughs> offense. <laughs> And I mean, eighteen hours a day. Come on, <laughs> I dude. I mean, eighteen hours a day. Like. In his book, I should have said I read it in your book. You're not watching film eighteen That's hours right. a day. You're, you're getting more sleep. So, so when was, all you, when all you, you know, listeners tell me this is a bad podcast and I've got a bad accent, have you ever done a British accent for an entire show? <laughs> Until you do that and stand here in this, you know, rickety media shanty, then you can come at me. Like what's what I enjoy most about this is how much you're enjoying it. Like this is easily the best part of your week. Like your full character. Like <laughs> this is as into a podcast as you've been for like months. As invested. Uh, you know what? That actually that answer wasn't the one I was most annoyed with. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, which one? Because I I actually think the accent is better when I read. So. If you can tell me which one, I can read it. About, it, I think it was another Tim McManus question, and uh, and uh, Doug Peterson challenged him to block. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, give me that one. Um, so, okay, this was a this was a several backs and back backs and forth. Tim says, uh, in terms of closing out the games and the run pass ratio that's being discussed, is there anything to maybe not fully trusting in your ground game? Which there is. Which there discussed. is, as you have shown in the upon for the review. In other words, you're up 17 nothing. Instead of grinding it out and winding down the clock, you kind of went in the other direction. Are you trusting your ground game? And of course, there's examples from last season of the Eagles doing just that. Uh, yeah. at the end of games. Doug says, I'm trusting it, I'm trusting it. And, and it's, that's actually, uh, as a transcript sort of reads, as a bit of a, of a, uh, a Trumpian 
uh, protestation of just repeating yourself and shouting over somebody. Tim says, do you have the personnel to do it? Doug says, yes, we do. We do. And then Tim says, then how come that wasn't the approach? And here comes Doug with, let me ask you to block 700 pound men sometimes. (laughs) Now, I believe he meant a pair of, you know, 300 plus pounders, not a 700 pound man, because that would be a sight to see on the on the football field. And, you know, I'd love to see I'd love to see the Eagles replace Derek Barnett on the defensive line with a 700 pound man. It's not because of lack of effort. It's not because of scheme. Listen, they get paid over there. They, oh they God, being so the defense, get paid. I'm tired of uh, them getting paid. I get paid too, Doug. Uh, Carolina to make plays on us. When it breaks down, it breaks down. Uh, the, the rest of this is not so interesting. It's okay. just that let me ask you to block 700-pound okay. men sometimes. Okay, For, so two things here. Number one, the last time I checked, like pretty much every week there are going to be right. 300-pound defensive tackles on the other yes. side. Like if that stopped you from running the ball, you would literally never run the ball. I know they're bigger. Their lines are bigger than most. Yeah. But right. give me a break. Like those yeah. numbers don't impress me. No. We see, that don't impress me big, much. <laughs> we see how big like defensive tackles are big, yes. You've got the moves, Doug, but have you got the touch? The other thing is, where do you think the Carolina Panthers r- run defense ranked in DVOA? Don't get me wrong. I think he's all right. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. Again, I wish uh, you could see them. 15th-ish. We're 17. Yeah, they're very middle of the road. This is Mid-table, as it were. This is not a, a juggernaut of a run defense. And again, I'm not even on the side of you really should all, you know, I can see the argument for you should have run the ball once I looked up the numbers. We said after the game we didn't think it was that bad. You were doing the same kind of, you know, the short passes. Yeah, it's the very same, efficient the same function. Game. That's fine. Um, but don't, you know, come at me with, oh, they've got like, uh, you know... Aaron Do- two Aaron Donalds out there who are just going to you know crush your run game. Like, give me a break. They've been mediocre. Block seven. You have a block of seven hundred pound man. Like, just add big numbers to this. It <laughs> makes it really impressive. All right. Oh, dog! Have you ever blocked a thousand pound man? The other, the other. You know who's never blocked a seven hundred pound man? Who's that? Doug Peterson. That's true. So how well would he know? Yeah, you should until say, he's been a running back. Yeah. Until he's been an offensive he's lineman. How could he talk about a run game? That's what I think. And then there's this other, like, really weird... We talked about this after the game. The pressure's off. No mm. one believes in us. Well, I actually thought he did an okay job explaining that in the beginning because How he so? was asked about it. Well, because <laughs> he was sort of like, you know, well, I just lost a game. I was just sort of saying something. I guess. But Well, he said we're putting too much pressure on ourselves, right? Well, he says... I mean, he did say... I think what you have to understand is I was asked a question about the locker room and how I address the football team, and part of that was just saying that, listen, no one gives us a rats winning or losing. Is that what he said, rats? Did he mean to say ass? You act as if uh, I listen during press conferences. I don't know. It's all, it's okay. all uh, you know, hobbledy goobledy gook. You know, but the, the big picture is like, what's the right button to push to save the season? I, well, that's what I was. I'm sort of saying in right terms of like a couple of plays here and there. It's you know, it's, you know, they they could be five and two. Then it would like, do you need to push a button to save the season? But I think there are. Uh, you know, do you think do you do you think the, uh, the the locker room is in danger of sliding downhill? Doesn't feel like it. Hmm. I mean, I don't know that they have the edge that they had last year, which is like kind of natural. Like, do they have the Christian? It's a little wrestling joke for you. Oh, okay. They don't have Edge. I thought that was a Christian. Stefan Wisniewski joke. Mm. They do have a Christian. Not in the lineup, however. Oh, they've got actually quite a few Christians in the lineup. That's true. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, as you're climbing the mountain, when you're in this spot, you have an edge of, you know... We got to, our backs are against all those cliches and we got to do everything. And now, you know, I don't know, maybe it's like my family where my wife's like, wait, so you might not have to cover playoff games? <laughs> all right, sweet. You're yeah. gonna, you know, let's start playing this, this, and this mm. for early January. Got to look into the uh, Shrine Game Hotels in St. <laughs> right. Pete Beach. I don't know. They might trade away their, all their picks mm. in the next two weeks. Well, that's what the Shrine Game is even better for, late round picks. Well, they might not have any. 
Mm, you think you, you think they'll, they'll, the cupboard will be bare? That would be fun. Mm. Uh, so I don't. Uh, I do wonder if he knows the right like buttons to push or message. I mean, especially if they lose like this week against Jacksonville. That I mean, what has sort of them hanging over everything? I think still is. The division, no one's going to run away with it. One, you've got two games against Washington. You've got two games against Washington, and that you still have the best quarterback in the division. Mm. And it know. really is, as you said after the game, it's it is uh, wild, it's as crazy. I like to see, yeah. like to say that Carson Wentz has been as good as he has been, and yet they are two and three yeah. in his five starts. You could have talked me into three and four with a narrative of. It took Wentz some time to get back. Right. Wasn't moving like he was. Made some crazy. Cool it's been fantastic. Getting used to you know game speed, all that. But it's like that hasn't been the case. It's crazy. Okay. Mm. I have something else to ask you, but I can't. do. You think we're going to have an emergency pod trade? Trade this week? Mm. Well, I mean, that's going to be could be logistically difficult. Considering our respective travel schedules, you might have to get them to ground the plane. That would be that yeah. would be great. Have your wife; she can like you know pretend she's having some health issue, mm. and then they got to. Oh, like, you could ground my plane. Yeah, oh, I'm going to have them ground your plane. Oh, okay. I'm going to call in right. a threat or something. Well, you can't. Well, yeah, because the the health issue because I'm flying alone, and if there is a health issue, I am a doctor, right? And so that won't really work. Well, who says it has to be a health issue? Okay. Well, I don't know how far we really want to take this just to <laughs> record a pod. Yeah, well, that's right. Maybe I'll just have to get a a, uh, a guest. Okay. What if I'd like to? It'd be fun to just uh, pick out any old uh, any old Londoner on the street and have yeah. them join the podcast. Sure. That's what they think. You can speak in your accent. Mm-hmm. They can speak in their accent. You get punched right in the face. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's pretty believable. <laughs> okay. Uh, what uh, would you say it's more or less believable than Jay Ajayi's accent? Where is Jay Ajayi? He's going to be in London, it looks like. Oh, he is? By his, okay. uh, his Instagram account. All right. Oh. I would say yours is definitely as believable. I would say the, it's hard to know where he will be, but the only place we know he won't be is uh, the mushroom store. Or the pineapple store. The pineapple store. store. We can cross two off. Yeah, could have saved a season. Could have saved a season. Okay. Um, I had something else to ask you, but I can't quite remember what it is. So that makes for a good segment of the podcast. Yeah, nice job. Good job. Thanks. Um, Let's see. Anything else? Anything else? What did you make of the Amari Cooper trade from the Cowboys' perspective? Um... I think it makes much less sense for them than it did for the Eagles. Yeah, I feel like their draft picks are probably should be, you know, they have even more areas to address. Right. They, they are no, they and they are not, close. there's no, tr- there, you know, there's no proof that they can get to a higher level with such a player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could make the case that it helps them better evaluate Dak Prescott and whether he's, whether he's worth a, a high price investment down the line. But who are we kidding? They're going to give him that money anyway, right? And uh, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a good team, really. I mean, it's better than Cole Beasley, that's for sure. You think the you you think the Eagles got in there to make Dallas up the price, knowing that they were going to do I like whatever that. it takes? I like that idea. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. All right. Do you think so? Do you think they will make a trade? You do you think we will have a, an emergency? Make a, tra- a big one. You think a big splash? I think... Like the kind of splash that would happen if a 700-pound man took a cannonball into a pool. I don't know about that. But I think it will be one that will be emergency pod worthy. What's, what is the weight limit for an emergency pod? What does that mean? The splash size. If a 200-pound oh, man okay. right. cannonballs into a pool... Well, I didn't know if you meant the player they trade for, how much that mm, person weighs. Well. I'm talking about make much splash sense, size. It could be a wide You know, a young, uh, a lighter player could be, just have better cannonball right, well, give me form. The scale. So a seven hundred pounder is if they trade for whom? Le'Veon Bell. 
mm. which is not you know yeah gonna happen. But that's the scale. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, Patrick Peterson are seven hundred okay. pounders, and zero is if they. Uh, signed Donald Pumphrey to the practice squad, right. which they did. Devontae Parker is about a 100-pounder. 100, that's it. Okay. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, you're giving up a seventh-round pick okay. for that guy. I think... All right, I'll say this. He's not an emergency pod. I think they will make a trade where they give up a fourth-round pick or more. All right. What's that, a 300? Yeah. 280? I think a fourth-round pick merits an emergency pod. Okay. That's what they gave up for JHI. Right. I think they will not do that. Really? Yes. Okay. I say fifth or lower. Okay. We can bet a uh, uh, pasta fisios on it. How well, I that? think no. We got to bet uh, you know some chips on it. Mm. Okay. Some vindaloo. Okay. The last question. I know you are itching to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, as always. I try to say by twelve times. And you do keep going. you think the Eagles will consider selling anybody? I don't really understand yeah. that. Like, who who is the guy? They who, give me some names. Um, would you take a sixth round pick for Stefan Wisniewski? Um, it's kind of tough. Like, is the payoff really worth it for the? Uh, would you take a fourth round pick for Brandon Graham? I would not, but I don't know if they know they're not going to... Uh... No, I don't think that's worth it, probably. Would you? I don't know. Maybe mm. it is. <laughs> I mean, literally, if they know literally, there is him. nobody left to play defensive end, then there's no more rotation. It's right. just yeah. Chris Long and Michael No, Knight. I think... I, I, don't, I don't think you would make... Um, I don't like any trade that signals you're giving up on the season. Mm. I would rather take a, take a flyer and say maybe something comes together in December... Maybe you're fooling yourselves, but whatever. You have to play. You play the string out. Is anybody going to trade for Nick Foles? The, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I guess should. not. Yeah, I they should. Not. They certainly should. All right. Well, mercifully, this podcast has come to an end. Yeah, I thought you weren't going to do it the whole time. You well, just were too having too much fun. Jumped in and out of a multitude of different terrible accents, and here we are. Birds with Friends Radio. Returns tomorrow night on WIP with Joe Giglio. Tune in to find out if the accent returns. For Shiel Kapadia, I'm Bo Wolf. We've got plenty of good stuff coming up this week on theathletic.com slash Philly. Q&A with Joe Banner. We will talk about some of the trade possibilities for the Eagles. Shiel's working on an All-22 with his friend Ted Wynn. He shrugs. I was hoping to have a nice Derek Barnett feature for the end of the week after talking with Mr. Barnett, and that has unfortunately fell from the sky. Wait, so you did talk to Derek? No, no, I was hoping to talk to him this week and then write the story. Did not happen. Uh, So, you know, tune in to find out what we've got. And, uh, you know, a uh, tip of the hat to Ben Harris Mm. as as he makes his way into the professional baseball world. Did a great job. Did a great job for us. We will miss him. But a bird flip as well for leaving us. And a Birds with Friends listener. And a Birds so with Friends listener. So he'll actually may hear this. I reckon he will. Okay. All right. As always, for Sheila and Bo, we love you.